Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the most popular and least listened to podcast in the world, The Sixth Sense Media Podcast, with your host, Mike Phelan. How did this whole film come about? What what started the ball rolling? Oh boy, let's um so and uh so brief brief let's see, let's let's do like a shorter, kind of like a more condensed version here. Um so I, I so I didn't go to film school, and uh, I filmmaking was always a hobby. So I finally decided to start doing short films and submit them into a short, uh, festivals. And while doing that, I ended up making a short film for a Seattle 40, uh, 48 hour horror film festival, and um, it, it started to get traction. And and then uh, I was like, oh, this is this is you know seems like it's I'm doing fairly well. This is fun, and uh, still it's, it was still my hobby, and I had a full time job at the time, and I decided to do another one and entered it into a Bellingham Film Festival called Bleedingham, and that short was actually titled They Reach, which was kind of funny because I'm not, I guess I'm not that creative. <laughs> um, so I'm just using the same title of the concept trailer that I made. <laughs> so I made a, it, I was, I made a trailer to a movie that didn't exist, you know, like, and so I was wondering what it would be like if, you know, if I submitted that to a film festival and everybody really liked it and, um, you know, was looking for me afterwards saying, Hey man, this was a cool trailer. Um, is this movie an actual thing? And, and I kept saying, oh, no, it's, it, it's just a, you know, just a trailer that, or a movie that doesn't exist and it would be fun to make. And they kept saying that I should make it. And they're like, you know, you should make this movie. And enough people came up to me and afterwards and then after, you know, uh, after the screening of that short, I decided to sit down and just, write out a vomit draft of essentially what the you know they reach what the film was so i took about like two to three months to write a draft that was single spaced way too long not organized or formatted in any script format at all um and uh i think that's the biggest challenge for most people is just they know what they want to do but they're so worried about like doing it properly or constructing, you know, doing the correct format of a script. And I was just in the mindset of just get out of my own way, just write it down, get it on paper. And once I did that, um, then, then that's what the, when the ball started to, to kind of move a little bit faster when I met my executive producer, Jason Conley, who ironically, I met him at one of those festivals. Um, it was actually, yeah, the Seattle 48 hour festival. I met him at uh, that festival and, and he introduced me later. He says, uh, you know, Hey, let's grab a, let's grab a drink and chit chat film. And I'm like, that sounds good. So I showed him my scripts or he, he saw what I was working. He asked me what I was working on. I showed him, I was like, Hey, this is kind of something that I had in mind and he thought it was really cool. And he showed it to a friend of his which is Bri Troyer, 
which Bri ended up being the producer and uh, also my my co-writer when we decided to go ahead and rewrite the script from page one rewrite, um, which is really pivotal because Bri was a script consultant at the time. And he still he still is, but also, you know, we're venturing forward into other productions after after they reach. But um but that was a big big part, meeting meeting those those two to really, you know, drive home in my mind that I, I we could do this and I could do this and and um you know, having having them behind you know, behind me in 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 this uh adventure i guess is, was a was was the beginning of everything what was the since it's an indie film your resources are very limited but what was the reason behind doing this as a as a period piece a 1979 piece when that kind of that kind of stacks things against you as far as uh your resources but obviously it had to be important cuz you chose to do it that way but why why 1979 Oh man, that is the that's the question, isn't it? Um, I almost didn't. Hey, Bry, after reading the script, and you know, gave me like fifteen to twenty pages back on my original draft, which I welcomed because that's the only way I feel like you can really grow and learn is to just, you know, uh, like through collaboration with other artists, and I I, I welcome that. So, um, a lot of a lot of writers are very finicky and like just hate that they're like oh this is this is perfect script uh you know, i don't I, i'm i do everything perfect and stuff and i can't stand that so uh so so like i was saying when Bri read the script that was his first question why is this set in the 70s and you know do you know how much this is gonna cost <laughs> and uh i just i told him you know this it's just the it's a character you know we, we're set in the we have a flashback in the late well actually we have a we have an intro the intro is actually in the late 60s and 69 and then it also flashes back to 69 later but the majority of the movie is in 1979 and i felt that that was just such a strong character in itself throughout the entire movie of of the kids adventures and the adults adventure and, and I, I personally love that era, and like I love the older films uh, that that are films, you know, like just uh, the feeling that it gets from from films, you know, like The Goonies, and you know, even the when I was writing it, I was watching the original Halloween, and I love John Carpenter, and uh, that was that was one of my first movies introduced to me from my parents, from my mom. My mom introduced me to The Fog, and and. Uh, you know, then Big Trouble with China, and there's all these other films that I grew to love. Um, but just, uh, it seems natural to me just to set it back in the day. I, I, I'm a stickler for cell phones. I hate using cell phones in movies. <laughs> I, uh, I hate easy way, uh, easy way out. You know, type of situations. It's so, it's so hard now because you have to do such, you have to have such an like just the expositional dialogue to to say why we can't use a cell phone if it's a set now or are you out of service but you have to show it or say it and it seems so yucky and just gross and um and plus you know i i love the color palette 
like i love the color palettes from the 70s and 80s like um even even early or uh, sorry late 60s i i uh, i went to school for comic book to be a comic book artist and for graphic illustration and i love i love color palettes and um that was one of the first things that i started doing before even the script was done was creating a color palette for multiple scenes and uh every every single character has their color palette and their and their wardrobe was picked out specifically for that character for for a reason so um that that was also a, a very big deal to me because the I just the colors are so rich and vibrant and then you have your nice muted fall colors and and uh you know your your mustards and and your avocado and it just a lot of the colors just like you should you should see my house i mean if i bring one more 70s 70s furniture home my fiance is going to kill me <laughs> uh, i trust me i understand <laughs> I, I live with it too yeah yeah it's very very everything yeah. just has to has to look like fall all the time <laughs> but i mean it's so. it's it, part of it's comforting and then part of it's also disturbing because when you think back that was kind of that golden era before we got into the slasher films we had the like uh, Am- the amityville horror and uh and everything else just had that the 70s wanted to be mellow but then you had just these just these this drastic change in in uh horror iconography happened between right the 60s was still kind of hokey and then all of a sudden you just went into this just very dark place in horror in the 70s and it just everything about that that decade whenever i think about horror just kind of is so much darker than anything we had now and to see a film go back to that is is refreshing yeah thanks it was definitely a struggle and there's not it's definitely um there's there's been many learning experiences throughout the 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 shoot and this is my this is my first feature and and i plan on obviously uh, i i definitely plan on uh making uh, more so and and are currently in the process of making uh, a couple more right now but um but uh it is good to know that you know through the process you can pick up things that you like and then obviously see things that you need to change and, and grow from and, and uh you know that's that's the best part of like just trying trying to improve and upon your your craft like each with each you know go at it so um that's what i'm I'm really excited about and um as soon as, as, soon as this comes out here soon uh what comes out in like a week yeah um i'll be i'll be excited to let it go and i'll be excited to to, to push it into the world and uh, to jump onto the next crazy train pretty much what do you think was your biggest learning experience what what's gonna what do you think's gonna stick with you the most after making this film oh my goodness i learned so much through this film there's so many different aspects that i was i was i was in every single meeting like because we all wore multiple hats because it's an indie feature right you know production designing uh you know getting wardrobe collecting props like sourced out through ebay for vintage items like did literally sanded and painted the cop car myself and, and there's many things I just did just because I knew no one else was going to do it um <laughs> I never painted a car before <laughs> so um but on the technical side of things but um besides 
set designing and doing all that stuff, which I love, and I'm just like really particular on it. Um, I, I think learning learning character structure and 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 more script format and and uh, that I think that's what I'm I've taken away the most out of like trying to make sure that the the characters stay true to themselves and and to try to just try to learn you know how to how to make an entertaining story and not make it I guess so cheesy or or too campy and ride the line of like horror versus comedy and it's it's just like a balancing act that that just takes practice and and you know I'm I'm really happy how they reach turned out um but I'm I'm definitely eager to to pursue my career and, and try to try to make the next one and, and try to balance that that act um, of dark comedy and, and, and horror or, or uh, sci-fi. Um, th- this was pretty much my, my film school. You know, I didn't know any ter- ter- terminology when I got on set. I was just, I just watched a lot of films and, and I, you know, I, I know the basics of uh, my, you know, for lenses and, and, you know, all the, all the, all the stuff that you should technically know, but I didn't. I didn't even know what a C stand was when I was on set. Like, I I knew what it was, but I didn't know the name of it. I knew I knew what it. I knew the purpose and function that it that, you know, what it was for. But it was really good to have strong mentors on set, like like a, like Brian Troyer, you know, and, and and James Winters, our cinematographer. Like James, I still work with James to this day, and we've done uh, other projects together with commercials and advertising advertisements and, and uh, pushing them to the, even our next feature. Um, but he taught me a lot about, uh, you know, just tricks of the trade and what he's learned over the years at his craft being a, an amazing cinematographer. Uh, what, what kind of feature would you like to make next? Another, another piece out of a, out of a previous decade or move it up to modern times? Oh. Unfortunately, our next one that that we're currently writing is modern. So it is a it is a modern uh, set during uh, modern times. Um, it has hints of nostalgia within it, you know, like unlike you know, like in, it follows, which is you know, it plays with like what era they're in. Like we they have cell phones, but you know, everyone's driving kind of like this retro cars and it feels retro the clothing the wallpaper the the color palette you know um just that director in general likes to do that but um i think he did it with under the silver lake as well it it felt retro but it was still new um but uh i think i always will have that kind of vintage feel to it um but 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 i still want i I do want to challenge myself and I do want to make a movie set obviously, uh, in, you know, in current times and, and, and I want to see how, how I can, how I can kind of play with that world in, in, in the film world, play with that, um, with the characters and the scenery and, and, and structure the story around it. Um, it's a dark comedy, uh, sci-fi, uh, yeah, sci-fi dark comedy with little sprinkles of like horror thriller moments in it. But um, for an older audience, definitely, uh, they reach was aimed towards a younger kind of a younger audience, which is it's good, it's a good thing. But this one is is more is definitely darker and and uh, 
a little bit more adult humor, I would say. Yeah, I've seen uh, recently some uh, some dark humor indie sci-fi films that that managed to do so much with basically two locations. It just all came down to the script and the actors. Yeah. Just blew away. I mean, they splurged a little on some some things you need CGI to make you know that it's in the future. But then exactly, everything yeah. else, you're like, you had one, you had a two camera setup in one room for 90 minutes and somehow pulled it off. It just, it's a testament to a really good director, which right. I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you're going to nail it. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll see. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't like know. Yeah. like when you when you just do something, you learn so much, and usually a lot of people are so eager to actually put that into practice right away. And from my experience in covering indie films for the past fifteen years, it's always that second that second film from a filmmaker usually is like that that culmination of everything they learned put into like this perfect sphere, and. That's just yeah, that's just from yeah. experience, so I'm just I'm just forewarning you that you might knock it out of the park with your next I'm film like, oh and you might not God. even know it. <laughs> yeah. Not to put any pressure I on you or anything. <laughs> I just sit there, I'm like, Holy shit, Mike was right. <laughs> like, that's funny. Um Yeah, I mean that would be awesome. That would be cool. And I welcome that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I, but, if I hadn't failed at acting, I would I, I would be I'd be thrilled to be in an independent film from someone that's making their second film, but yeah, I, yeah. I would not give yeah. you the performance that you deserved. I would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, it was so hard. Like, uh, these guys, I pushed these actors cause these, most of these actors in this film are like pretty much first time actors. There's a couple in there that have done, you know, a couple like Eden, Eden Campbell's been in like Z nation and a couple other movies now more recent after they reach. Um, but for the most part, uh, you know, everybody in here was pretty green. Some of them not even acted before. So, you know, it was that it was a challenge, you know, to 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 kind of, you know, pull pull on that a little bit and get get them to feel a little bit more natural in, in the in the scenery and in the, on the set and and um, yeah, you know, it was definitely a challenge. I I, I think that'll change uh, for the next one. We're, we're uh, you know, we'll have a little bit of a bigger budget, and uh, yeah, so so I'm I'm definitely, you know, fingers crossed. I'm definitely hoping that the next one is a is a fun one, um, and uh, you know, in the same vein of an adventure feel, but just like I said, more more adult. So, um, but uh, yeah, gotcha. All right, my my last question, which is the most important one, is where and when will people be able to see they reach? Never. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, this was it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately for the people who ha- have already pirated it, <laughs> because it came out like in Japan and Germany and other places like uh, in Beyond before. <laughs> but other than that, um, the, uh, our release date is set for November 3rd, and uh, it's going to be streaming. It's going to be... Um, like uh, pre-order Amazon for Blu-ray, DVD, and uh, it'll be in Walmart as well. Um, we're still working on a couple of different uh, territories and, and buyers, but but those are the ones I know for sure. Um, I w- I would push the 
I know a lot of people go digital, straight digital, and I'm I'm a I'm a crazy person because I have all physical media at my house, like down to VHS still. But I I have all these Blu-ray. I have like hundreds and hundreds of Blu-rays of like just you know horror films or just regular films. Just I'm just a Blu-ray nut. So um, I made sure that our Blu-ray had two hours of extra footage on it. Um, so that way it would like maybe entice others if they want like filmmakers or indie filmmakers like like myself to figure like what's behind the scenes you know what what what's going on behind here you know because i i always i always love that you know it's like robert rodriguez style like film school and and you know just 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 just, that was my film school pretty much i didn't go to film school so um kind of fun we have we have a lot of fun special features in the in the blu-ray you've been listening to the sixth sense media podcast You can find more of our celebrity interviews and roundtable discussions on iTunes, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Be sure to check out our movie, TV, and video game coverage at SixthSense.com and FanBolt.com.